the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Can you manufacture glory? Let's talk about that today on Times of Refreshing. The manufactured glory. Now, that's not to say we can drum up glory of our own or drum up God's glory and make him do it whenever we want. But there is this sense where we can plead with God, where we long to see his glory. We've got an excellent example found in Exodus chapter 32. Moses, I think you're probably familiar with the story, but we'll take a look at the details today and tomorrow. Won't you join us? Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman with today's edition of Times of Refreshing from The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. Again, Exodus chapter 32. The thing that we want as a church community is we want the fullness of the manifestation of Christ in our midst. We want the Lord to, to, to reveal himself. And oftentimes he does it progressively. He does it over a period of time. And for us, we have to see that walking with God is a journey. And along the road, God is constantly unveiling himself, revealing himself, disclosing himself to us, and giving us insight into his person. We want the fullness of who he is with us on a day-to-day basis. And we want to live with the Lord. We want to walk with the Lord. We want to talk with the Lord. We want our church to be a place where we as the people of God, we gather together and we all experience God together in whatever way he chooses to manifest himself. And so getting in your Bible is very important because in the last days, there's going to be great deceptions. And we're in the last days, and we're seeing the manifestation. The Bible talks about another Jesus. The Bible talks about an Antichrist coming. The Bible talks about, you know, uh, false prophets. It talks about all these things. And we have to make sure that we're aware of those things. But in order to truly understand a counterfeit, you first have to know the original. And this is why we take This is why we take studying our Bibles and getting in the Word so seriously. Now, I've been talking on the glory of God for for a month, and this is my last message that I'm going to talk about the glory, you know, consecutively like this. And this one right here, get your antennas up, y'all, because we got to be able to see. Amen? Exodus chapter 32, verse 1. The children of Israel are coming out of Egyptian captivity at and have just come out. And now Moses is organizing the people of God. He's giving them specific instructions. He's going through this process to help them to understand basically the kingdom of God culture. And he's setting things in place. In the midst of this, he goes up into the mountain to spend time with God. 
And God, when he's there, is going to give him the Ten Commandments. He's going to give him the law. He's going to give him something to pass down to the people of God. And we pick this story up here in verse, in verse 1. Now, when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, Come make us gods that shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has happened to him. And right here I want to just stop for a minute because sometimes as you're journeying with God, one of the things that is constantly going to come upon you as you're learning to embrace God's timetable for your life is the word delay. Delay. Delays, and I wrote this down, are the great revealers. Delays are revealers in your life. Number one, it's gonna, it's gonna, delays are going to reveal to you what's in you. Delays reveal to you what's in you. And delays are also going to ultimately reveal God. And so what we have to do is understand when we're walking with God, whether you're pastoring a church, leading your family, in a business, or whatever you're doing in life, that there's going to be moments when God is going to allow you to experience delays. And delays are not a bad thing. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. We have to learn to wait upon God. And delays are beautiful because During that process of delay, God is trying to reveal some things to you about you and your character that you may not have known unless you had periods of times of delay in your life. Can I have an amen? And so for us, we have to see delays is not just a bad thing. It is a good thing. And then during that process of delay, we have to allow God to... No, we have to allow ourselves to be honest with ourselves. When we start getting anxious, when we start worrying, when we start stressing, when we start allowing fear to get a hold of us, when we start doubting, when we start wanting to do things, when we know God has not asked us to do them yet, we have to allow ourselves to go through this process where we check ourselves And we start to realize that, wait a minute, God's still working on me and this delay is showing me some areas where God is still working on me. And this is a part of the process. So for for a local church congregation, we have to understand that churches go through waves and they go through seasons. And everybody in here in some way may be experiencing some delay. But we have to allow God's process to take its course because ultimately God is revealing something to us about us, but then ultimately his goal is to reveal something to you about him, that he's faithful, amen? But it says here, now when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered together Aaron and said to him, come make us gods that shall go before us, for as for this Moses, uh, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know What has come, it says of him. Now, this is important too. Because now, 
Um, typically, when we experience delays, it also opens the door for us potentially to experience counterfeit. Okay? And so now we see here the people, what do they do? Moses is delaying. Now what they do is they jump and they look for, for Aaron. Okay? Aaron was not commissioned by God. Aaron was not chosen by God. Aaron was not in the sense of leading God's people. Moses, I mean, Aaron was not authorized. But yet the people put him and began to ask him to take a place that God had never established for him. Okay? Now, the dangerous thing about this is, is this. Aaron listened to the people instead of acquiring of God. He listened to the people instead of listening to God. And this is what every person in this room, if you, strong leadership isn't about somebody giving you what you want. This is dangerous. Strong leadership is about you finding somebody, find somebody in leadership that would rather please God than you. Can I have an amen? And this is one of the major problems that we have in church is that like Aaron, his allegiance to the people was greater than his allegiance to God. And we're going to see this as we read down. And they asked for him to come forth and make them gods. And instead of him saying, no, I'm not going to do that. I gotta, I'm going to pray and see God, see what he's saying. we got to wait on Moses. They begin, he began to listen to the people more than listen to God. And watch what happens here, saints. And this is dangerous. Stop looking for people that are just going to give you what you want. Or what you're desiring in that moment. You want people that are going to give you the word of God. And they're going to give you something that is of substance that comes and is not just going to fulfill some desire that you have. That's, but you want people that are always going to side with God. I always want to be a person, even as your pastor, I want to make sure that my ultimate desire and goal is to please God. And if you get blessed in the midst of that, well, praise God. But when we start to when we start to look for people to tell us just what we want to hear, now we're crossing over into a realm where we're getting ready to walk ourselves into deception. Can I have an amen? We want people that are fiercely lo uh, loyal to God and to his word. That they are fiercely loyal to God and to his word. And they are not afraid to walk alone if they have to walk alone. But we have so perverted this whole thing, even when it comes to leadership, that we've, we've instead of us telling people the hard things and preaching things that, that are going to please God and put a smile on his face, now the pulpit has become a place where people are just looking for people to tell them something that makes them feel comfortable. And this is not the will of God. Sometimes you're going well, to meet Jesus Christ. And your initial experience is going to be uncomfortable. And then God begins to, to teach you that his way is the best way. 
But what happens to us in churches, we're constantly looking for people to validate us. And I thank God. I want somebody to tell me about God. Can I have an amen? And then allow God to work on me. When I, cra- when I came to Christ, let me say it. When I came to Christ, y'all, I was not down and out. I was making $3 million a year. I was 23 years old, driving Mercedes and whatever car I wanted. Whatever car. Thousands of people screaming my name in stadiums. I had a, a fine wife. I was doing great in the natural. But when I looked in the mirror and I started looking at myself, I said, everything around you, you're looking good, but you're bad. And I had somebody bold enough to look me in the eye and say, hey, man, you don't even look like the type of guy to be out here cussing and acting crazy like the rest of these people. Don't you know God can use your life? He didn't tell me something comfortable. He told me something that the Holy Spirit had inspired him to say in that moment on the football field in Napa, California, and it pierced me right to the heart. And I didn't come to him that moment and say, whoo, I need to give my life to God right now. No, I looked at him and I defended myself. But then when I went back to my hotel room, I just kept hearing those words. Don't you know God can use your life? Don't you know God can lose your life? What are you doing with your life? I had all this stuff, but what are you doing with your life? We need people. Now listen to us. Listen to me saying we need people to understand that the stuff around you is not what makes you great. It's a facade, a lot of it. Can I have an amen? It's a facade. But when you sit down in your house and look yourself in the mirror, how are you really doing? And we need pastors that are willing to listen to God. And they get a message from God and communicate that to the people regardless of how the people feel. But the Israelites, they look around and they find somebody. Aaron, because it's delayed. You do it. And look what happens here. It says, and Aaron said to them, break off the gold, golden earrings, which are in the ears of your wives, your sons, your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people broke off the golden earrings, which were in the, their ears, and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand, and he fashioned it with an engraving tool and made a molden calf then they said this is then they said this is your god o israel that brought you out of the land of egypt so when aaron saw it he built an altar before it and aaron made a proclamation and said tomorrow is a feast to the lord then they rose early On the next day, offering burnt offerings and brought peace offerings, and the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. And this is what's happening in the church. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has died for every single one of us. He was buried. He rose from the grave. 
He's now sitting on the right hand of the Father. He is not an it or a thing. He is a person. He is alive. He's not dead. He's not on the cross. He's alive. And he comes in and he wants to walk through these aisles and have a relationship and touch every single person under the sound of my voice. He wants, to, he wants to teach us the value of his glory, of his person, of his presence. He wants us to absolutely fall in love with him. He wants to redeem us. He wants to set us free. He wants to clean us up. He wants to glorify us. He wants to change us. He wants to fill us with his presence. He wants to give us the divine nature. This is what he comes to do. But in the process of that, he also has the other side of the coin, which is, I've, got to also, I've also got to break you down. I've got to get pride out of your life. I've got to, your past, I've got to cut off your past. I've got to get your past. I've got to get your, I can't let you be governed by your culture anymore. I need the kingdom culture to become preeminent in your life. I've got to get you to understand that I'm not worried about your color. I'm not worried about your gender. I'm not worried about your hairstyle. I'm not worried about what suit you got on. I'm not worried about your shoes. I'm not worried about, I'm worried about you and your heart and what's in you and what I'm putting in you, how I'm trying to groom you and make you more like me. This is what God is doing to all of us. But in the midst of that, because people want to have big churches, because they want to be popular, because they want to have the show, because they want to have all the, all the stuff. What happens is people start compromising when it comes to the word, the message, Christ, who he is. All these things that I just spoke concerning in order to please the people instead of pleasing God. And so what happens is leaders out of insecurity, they'll start making up an image of God that's really not him to satisfy the hunger and desire of the people because there may be some delays, because there may be some things going on in their life and to make people comfortable. And then the next thing you know, the Jesus that walked upon the streets of Jerusalem and healed the sick and, and brought deliverance and, and brought blessing and brought the word of God and brought truth and power to people. That same Jesus now, we don't hear him being preached about. We don't hear him being talked about. And now people have become you know, self-help gurus instead of preachers of the gospel. And then we sit there and then the crowds grow and we say, whoa, we got a great thing going on here. But God is saying, can I come? I believe somewhere in the book it says Jesus is standing at the door and knocking. Can I have an amen? He wants to get, he wants to have preeminence in the church, have preeminence in our lives, have preeminence in our marriages. But we're busy making up some image. And this is the thing. The image wasn't just something that was pleasing to Aaron. The image was something that was also pleasing to the people. So the pulpit and the people are at fault. But this image is being, being built and it's being created and, and, it's, and it's now it's being presented to the people. This is your God. And we forgot the one who really brought liberty to us and brought us out. And so Aaron is in the midst of this because he's choosing the voice of the people rather than the voice of God. And now he's created this image. 
And God is up in the mountain with Moses. And look what happens, saints. This is something. This is not too heavy for you, is it? Look at verse 7. And the Lord said to Moses, Go get down for your people whom you <laughs> I thought they were God's people. <laughs> they were God's people at first. <laughs> Let me grab this Bible. God is something else, man, I tell you. He's special. Amen. That's why I love my Bible. It's just so real. You know what I mean? It says in verse 7, Go get down for your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. And it really is corruption. When we allow somebody to create an image of Christ that isn't him, the image of God that isn't him, that paint a picture that just is going to satisfy the people, then we've, we've erred. Corruption has come in. He says, have corrupted themselves. Look at verse 8. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. It says here, uh, they have made themselves a molten, a molten calf and worshiped it and sacrificed to it and said, this is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people and indeed it is a stiff-necked people. Now therefore, let me alone that my wrath may burn hot against them and I may consume them and make you, make of you a great nation. Then Moses pleaded with the Lord his God and said, Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people? <laughs> Nobody wants them now. verse was <laughs> verse 11 he says then the Moses pleaded with the Lord his God and said Lord why does your wrath burn hot against your people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand why should the Egyptians now watch this y'all why should the Egyptians speak and say he brought them out to harm them to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from, from the face of the earth. Turn from your fierce wrath and relent from this harm to your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by your own self and said to them, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and all this land that I have spoken of I give to your descendants and they shall inherit it forever. Now watch this. So the Lord relented from the harm which he said he would do, it says to his people. One of the things, and I wrote this down, one of the great gifts a genuine leader can give to the people of God 
is intercession. This man prayed and he sought God. And because he had such relationship with God, because of his intimacy with God, the thing that the Lord was was considering doing to the people, he stood in the gap and interceded and prayed for these people. So that which God was determining to do, he held off. Now, ultimately, God's only going to do what's going to achieve his overall purpose. But it's a beautiful thing when you see God in dialogue with Moses and God says, I'm not going to get him. Intercession is a powerful tool. And for us as leaders, and I say this to all of our elders in this church, God has given us charge over this ministry to watch over the souls of the people of God that he's brought to this church. It's our responsibility to pray and intercede for the members of this church and to stand in the gap. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding.